1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
0: a new edge might be able to start in 2024 another young quarterback to develop and a slot receiver with return ability, we're making some changes today on this mock draft Monday episode of Locked On Commanders,
1: your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to Commander's of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credentialed member of the media, covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there, here, or on Twitter at dharrison82, or text me anytime at 202-760-2644. Thanks for making Locked On Commanders podcast first listen or your first view of the day today and every day. And a special shout-out to our everydayers who are here with me five days a week here at the locked on commanders podcast you guys are the real mvps as are our subtexters appreciate all of you uh, as well today's episode is sponsored by better help better help connects we connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self discovery from wherever you are visit betterhelpcom On to get 10% off of your first month in this final mock draft monday episode of the year we've got a subtexters version with tons of draft capital gained via trade and two national media mocks, but we're putting a locked-on Commanders twist on all of them, starting with NFL.com. And this mock draft, this first mock draft that we look at today on the episode, comes from Chad Reuter of NFL.com. And in the first round with the 16th overall pick, he has the Washington Commanders going chalk here, taking the most popular option uh, at number 16 in mock draft season this year. Penn State cornerback Joey Porter and Reuter adds, quote, head coach Ron Rivera finds an outside corner capable of locking down receivers on the perimeter, ultimately helping his teams, the team's pass rush. Porter will also play a strong role in the run game. End quote. We've talked about Porter a lot here on recent episodes. Every day, as you remember, last week, we kind of ended the week looking at how the scheme fits from college to NFL really translate. Ron Rivera saying in his pre-draft press conference that those scheme fits absolutely matter. He said specifically they kind of made a mistake a couple years back bringing in a player that came from a different scheme, didn't really fit the scheme they were doing, but they thought they could just kind of coach the traits into the scheme. It did not work. They absolutely put a premium on players that fit the scheme that they're asking for. And when you look at Joey Porter Jr.'s numbers, again, I'm not going to rehash them all. It's on a previous episode of the show. So if you're not in every day or you want to go check that out, you just got to go back through our library and find it. But the numbers speak for themselves, right? Joey Porter Jr. simply does not come from a scheme that asks him to do the kinds of things that the Washington Commanders defense typically asks their commanders, uh de- defensive backs to do. Now, does that mean Joey Porter can't be taught how to do them? Absolutely not. But typically, when you're using a 16th overall pick on a player, you don't usually want to do it on a guy that is mostly projection. You want a guy that's mostly scheme fit, mostly proven, and then whatever projection you have, you kind of roll the dice with getting that best projection out of them. Uh, but look, Joey Porter Jr., I mean, super attractive prospect in a vacuum. Uh, I love the guy's physicality. I love his athleticism. I love the length. I'm a man cover guy personally. Like, I kind of envision if I were ever hired as an NFL defensive coordinator, my, my unit would be, first of all, it would be a 3-4 base defense. It would be super aggressive. I would want long man corners on the perimeter. Joey Porter Jr. fits that bill. So if you're the Steelers' defense, the Buccaneers' defense – he absolutely fits what you like to do. Washington Commanders, a little bit less, but we'll see if the most popular choice becomes the actual choice in the real thing. But here again, Chad Reuter, NFL.com, sending Joey Porter Jr. to the Washington Commanders at pick number 16. Now, when we come back at pick number 47, we go tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State and then fellow day two pick 97th overall linebacker Dorian Williams out of Tulane. And here, I like what the Washington Commanders do. They get some solid depth pieces for their defense, for their offense, at positions of need, at positions that they have not necessarily either hit because of uh, the the production from the position or from the from the player they drafted at the position or just because they haven't really addressed it. Linebacker was a position that a lot of us thought the Washington Commanders would go ahead and address in last year's NFL draft. However, they chose to not really do that. Tight end is a position that they've obviously addressed in the last couple of drafts, but with Eric Bianmi in town with his offense kind of expected, to go through a little bit of a makeover. You kind of look at the Washington Commanders tight end uh, group, and you don't really see that kind of Travis Kelsey tight end in the room. Not that any of these guys need to be the Travis Kelsey uh, elevated production guy, just that style of guy. Logan Thomas probably fits that the most. He's a little bit older, going through some injury issues uh, and all those things. So you see a tight end. Luke Musgrave here come out of Oregon State, my second favorite tight end as it pertains to the Washington Commanders. Moving on to day three we got an offensive lineman, two wide receivers, quarterback Tyson Badgin, and edge rusher Andre Jones Jr. We're wrapping up Chad Reuters' seven-round mock draft from NFL.com. Now, on today's episode, we're not just going to go over the names to kind of give a a couple of quick quips here. We're actually going to go through a little bit of an exercise. Like it, love it, and change it. And for Reuters' mock draft, I really like the addition of linebacker Dorian Williams. Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Coming in through the second or the second day of the NFL draft rather, the third round, uh, off-ball linebacker type, solid in coverage, team leader, team captain there uh, with the Tulane Green Wave. I really like what he brings from a character standpoint and also a player potential standpoint. Plus, again, that off-ball linebacker position—you need to find that long-term running mate uh, for for Jamin Davis. Hopefully, Jamin takes a step forward again this year in his position. But you need that middle of the field guy, that general, that quarterback of the defense. I don't know if Dorian comes in year one and beats out Cody Barton for the starting job, but at least by year two, he should be able to take that next step forward. Now we go to the love it stage, and for Chad Reuter's mock draft, I love the addition of tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State in the second round. So these two day two picks, really, for me, that's where Chad Reuter really wins this thing for me uh, in this mock draft. And for Luke Musgrave, again, I think he comes in year one. He's probably your number two receiving tight end, and I, I put it that way because I think if you need a little bit more of a blocking type and you're kind of in an obvious blocking type scenario, go ahead and roll John Bates out there. But when you need that pass catcher and when the defense knows you got to throw the ball so there's no sense in hiding it, I think Luke Musgrave is your number two guy. And if Logan Thomas goes down to injury, knock on wood that it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, Luke Musgrave, John Bates are are a solid one-two combo uh, for any team, I think year one for for Luke, year three for John, and then Cole Turner. We'll see what happens with his injury recovery. Hopefully, he comes in healthier, faster, uh, and able to play uh, to the to the potential that we all kind of hoped he would last year. Finally, going to the change it stage. I'm changing pick number one eighteen in the fourth round here. Chad Reuter went offensive line with a guy out of Michigan State. City South. I look. City is 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 big. He's he's physical. Uh, I just think he might be a little too slow for what the Washington Commanders' offense is going to do. So I went through the board. I looked at who Chad left on the board after the Washington Commanders picked at number 18, and what jumped out to me was edge rusher Tule Tui Pelotu out of USC. We've talked about this a lot every day, as you've heard all the conversations about Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, one of them, both of them, neither of them, trades, options, all of these things, right? We've had a lot of conversations about that edge group here. I think one way or another, whether you pick up Chase Young's option or not, whether you extend Montez Sweat or not, I feel like one of these two guys is probably on his way out in 2024. You need to get ahead of that. Don't wait till it actually happens. Edge rusher Tule Tupulotu comes in. He can play a very, very important role in his rookie season as a pass rusher. Develop him a little bit. Get him his NFL legs under him. And then in 2024, if you need him, should you need him, which I predict you will need him, Hopefully, he can elevate to that starting edge rusher that you need him to be. If he can't, he's at least a solid backup for year two. You go into the draft, you draft yourself a starter elsewhere, and now you have Tuly to, to upload to with a year of experience under his belt uh, now coming in as a role player uh, for the long haul there in the fourth round, which, uh, look, getting a backup role player in the fourth round is never a bad thing. Getting a starter in the fourth round is is even better so that's chad reuter nfl.com that's how we're going to break down these drafts guys so a little bit of a like it love it change it type of exercise here for these mock drafts today a solid class from chad reuter there over nfl.com for sure but i think it's made better with the swap that we made here let me know what you think of that swap down in the comments but nfl.com isn't the only one getting the like it love it change it treatment today next up is espn and that's coming next on today's episode of lockdown commanders part of the lockdown podcast network your team Every day. This show is brought to you by Better Help. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and always changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? for the Locked On Commanders podcast first, listen, or your first view every day. Every day, our next live mailbag is on Tuesday. They've been on Wednesday, but we're moving them to Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time during the season. Tuesday is the day that the guys have off. Uh, we won't be at the facility, so Tuesday is the best day for me to do these live mailbag lunchtime uh, on the East Coast episodes. So we're going to just move that now. Let's not wait till the season comes. Let's just start it. Now, now, obviously, during training camp, it's going to be a little bit of a different situation, so we'll have to kind of be flexible there. But for the most part, Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, the plan is to do those live as well. So come through, jump in. Last week, we had somebody drop a question during the live, which will now be used on the next live. And, of course, as always, those of you who are texting me, uh, you will get priority on getting your questions into the mailbags. But for now, we continue to look at even more seven-round mock drafts dropping, which is days between... Today and the NFL draft. Before we do that, though, we did get a message about my selection for the Washington Commanders in our network mock draft. And the message said, Hey, David, I like the position, just not sure that Brian Branch is the right player. I think he's a great player. And he's got a lot of skills. But if Christian Gonzalez is available there at 16, I don't see how we don't pick him. He's definitely a perimeter guy. So I'm even considering leaving Benjamin St. Just outside, moving Kendall Fuller back to nickel. And I think you'd have quite a skill set between those three. That's my feeling on it. I think it might work out quite well, but of course, opinions vary. Enjoy the show. Have a good one. Have a good one yourself. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, if he's there at number 16, yeah, I don't see how Washington passes up on Christian Gonzalez at number 16 either. Unfortunately, in this mock draft, Gonzalez went to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, uh, so he was not available. If you missed it, the episode of our mock draft, our network mock draft where I make the commander's pick is loaded up on the Locked On Commanders audio feed. And the entire mock draft is in episode form on the Lockdown NFL Draft channel, both on YouTube and on audio. So you can check it out either way uh, you like it. So speaking of mock drafts, let's get back to the mock draft Monday uh, activities and fun. Matt Miller's seven round mock via ESPN Plus. And in the first round, Matt Miller also goes with the potential or the uh, popular choice. Joey Porter, junior cornerback out of Penn State heading to the Washington Commanders once again in yet another mock draft. Maybe there's something out there they know that we don't know. But, uh, you know, I've already said my piece on Joey Porter Jr. It's going to start to sound like I dislike the young man, which I don't. I just don't think the scheme fit is there. But anyway, Miller writes, quote, Porter has just one career interception, but was a constant around the ball, producing 17 pass breakups during his time at Penn State with 34-inch arm length and 4.46 speed. He has the traits to become a lockdown corner in either a zone or man scheme. I also consistently hear that the commanders could consider a quarterback at this spot if one falls, but I'm buying the team's belief in Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett as options for 2023, especially with the top four gone here, end quote. Uh, Again, obviously, I disagree with the potential zone fit. Uh, Again, if it happens, I'm not going to wish the the young man ill by any means, Uh, and I will tell you that former Penn State cornerback, Castro Fields, current Washington Commanders cornerback, does tell me Joey Porter Jr. is that dude. So I mean, look, he played with him. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to question obviously his take on the young man because that's that's uh, that's that's a teammate. That's a different level uh, of knowing a guy, right? But I've said my piece. I'm just going to leave it at that. Number 47, Matt Miller comes back and gets edge rusher B.J. Jalari out of LSU and writes, "Quote: The Commanders will have decisions to make on Chase Young and Montez Sweat in the upcoming season." So adding a pass rusher would give them team flexibility in 2024. Ojulari has 16 and a half sacks in three seasons at LSU, showcasing speed off the edge and the quickness to beat tackles off the snap. At 6'2 and 248 pounds, he doesn't have elite size, but his burst and motor are starter level traits. Sticking to day two, number 97, Matt Miller sends offensive tackle Jalen Duncan out of Maryland to the Washington Commanders and writes, quote, the signing of Andrew Wiley gives Washington a solid player at right tackle but the team has to be looking to the future of left tackle. Duncan is a work in progress who must add power to his game, but he has the agility and length to succeed as a starter in year two. End quote. So looking at these two day two picks, you got B.J. Ogilari, the edge rusher out of LSU, Jalen Duncan, the offensive tackle out of Maryland. You already know I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate the selection of B.J. Ogilari there in the second round. Uh, again, you kind of look back at the Washington Commanders' history. Last year, they come in with Daron Payne on an expiring contract. The expectation is he, he may be not getting the money uh, that he's, he, he's seeking. And if he doesn't get that money he's seeking, he's probably going to look elsewhere to try to go find it. So you shore up that position with a second-round pick. You develop that guy for the future. Now, unfortunately, Federer Mathis uh, ends up getting injured and missing the rest of the year. But Deron Payne, not unfortunately, balls the heck out and gets that bag and gets paid. And now it's not a bad move to make last year because now your defensive line is just that much more stacked because you also have John Ridgeway who came in, did really well, got a lot of experience while Fiderian, uh was dealing with his injury. So now when you look at this, this up front line, you got Jonathan Allen, who's obviously the stud, the captain. Uh, you got Deron Payne, who just got paid. you got Federian Mathis, the young guy, who at least got some mental reps, talked to him at the end of last season, said he was in good spirits, feeling good, learned a lot uh, from the mental standpoint. So he was looking forward to putting it all on the field physically. And then you got John Ridgway, and that's a solid four of defensive tackles, I think, probably more solid than, than any other team in the National Football League. And then on the offensive side of things, you get Jalen Duncan, who is. He's a little bit raw, but he can come in as a swing tackle, come in uh, in certain sets if you really need him to. And, again, the addition that they've made on the offensive line in Washington really gives them the opportunity to be flexible, be a little bit patient, and develop a guy who has plus uh, projections, but maybe doesn't have the highest floor in the world like Jalen Duncan does. So solid pair of day two picks there by Matt Miller. We look forward now to day three, number 118. We get running back Israel Abinaconda out of Pittsburgh. Wide receiver Parker Washington out of Penn State at 150. Tight end Will Mallory out of Miami at 193. And then a pair of 200 picks. We get cornerback Jay Ward and defensive tackle Dante Stills out of West Virginia. Now, just like we did for Chad Reuters mock draft, we're going to come through. We're going to give Matt Miller the like it, love it, and change it treatment as well. And in Matt Miller's draft, I really like the addition of offensive tackle Jalen Duncan, a, a second day pick, third round pick. Uh, again, I think the potential is there. The immediate swing tackle ability is there. And I think he's got solid upside for an offensive lineman, which you can never hate on that. Now, for my Love It pick, we're saying in the second round. So actually, I just now realized both of my Like Its and Love Its come from day two on both of these mock drafts. Uh, this one is Edge BJ Ojulari. Kind of already talked about this here in today's episode. And again, every day is we've been over this. Like the 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 put potential for either Montez Sweat or Chase Young. Some of you want all, both of them. They want Chase Young and Montez Sweat both gone uh, in trades. Either way, you need another edge rusher fairly early on in this draft, I think. So BJ Ojolari is that guy here. Now, for my change it, I'm actually going to move away from pick number 233, which is It's the last move, the last pick of the NFL draft, right? So how significant does it typically turn out to be? Not very, but instead of defensive tackle, Dante stills out of West Virginia. I'm going to bring in Houston quarterback Clayton Toon, right? We just talked about this defensive line group, this defensive tackle group, how deep is. It doesn't mean you can never add depth to it, right? But when you've got a foursome of Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Finary Mathis, and, and John Ridgeway, I'm going UDFA on D tackles this year. I'm not drafting a D tackle this year unless someone like super talented just slides down the board for no reason. I'm, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to stick with what I've gotten. I might go UDFA and then maybe next year I add a fifth round D tackle or something like that to prepare for the future. But for now, I've got a quarterback situation that's not completely set. Right? We hope Sam Howell is going to be great. Cody Percet has a veteran experience. I like Jake Fromm as a third quarterback and all that stuff. But I'm going to bring in quarterback Clayton Toon who, by the way, just scored an 84 on his S2 aptitude test. Not aptitude test, but it's a a mental reflex test, right? I'm going to get more into the S2 test here later this week, and we're going to talk about some of that evaluation stuff. But bottom line is you basically need an 80 or above to really be a successful NFL quarterback, according to this test. Uh, It's not the oldest test in the book, so the data is still kind of young and relatively new, but the, the benchmarkers, seem to basically be right around the 80 mark. You need that or more uh, in order to be a successful quarterback. If you can get a guy with an 84 score at the quarterback position in the seventh round here, I'm going that way. So I'm grabbing Clayton Toon out of Houston for that potential and that mental acuity. So another solid class, but another class to go through. We've got a uh, Glockdown Commanders listener submission to wrap up our final mock draft Monday of the year, but you're getting the like it, love it, change it treatment as well.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: I tend to prefer listener mock drafts more than national guys because you guys, Commanders fans, pay attention to the team 24-7. Uh, and that's not a knock on the national guys. You know, it's it's kind of hard. I've been in the national uh, spot before. I've I've had to cover every you know all thirty two teams for a site before. It's very very difficult to keep up with thirty two beats and the activity going on with just the league front office. So, uh, but this local, you know, not local, but not local always right. But fans of the team, you guys are on the pulse. Uh, so that's where the real knowledge of the team and opinion of the team usually tends to kick in. And that's exactly what we get in this listener mock draft coming from Keith via Subtext, one of our newest subtexters. So when he subtexts me uh his mock draft, I was like, "You know what? He's he's one of the new ones. I appreciate all of our subtexters. We're going to go ahead and get this one into today's episode." And Keith sends offensive tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia to the Washington Commanders with the 16th overall pick. So here we see Not only do we go away from Joey Porter Jr., but we actually go away from the entire position as a whole. Then at number 47, we come back and tight end Darnell Washington is the pick. Tight end from Georgia heading to the Washington Mariners. So two back-to-back Bulldogs headed to the Washington Commanders. And then we come back up on the board next at 99 because Keith executed a trade. From my understanding, this is a system-offered trade. Washington was offered number 99 number 216 number 253 and number 255 for pick number 97 by the san francisco 49ers really hard to turn that down so keith takes that trade moves back two spots to 99 the niners move up to 97 and we get a slew of 200s picks in exchange at number 99 keith takes cornerback tyreek stevenson out of Miami, Florida. And I got to say, I think this is a really strong start to this NFL draft class. Again, the additions on the offensive line that the Washington Commanders made this offseason from Andrew Wiley to Nick Gates to Trent Scott really offers them some flexibility up front to kind of take the best offensive lineman available. And if Ryder Jones is there at number 16, there's not going to be a lot of guys better than him. I think you pull the trigger on bringing him in there. And now you've got a situation where you really just put your top five guys on the board. Um, there's another offensive tackle that is the apple of someone else's eye. We're going to kind of go over on that here in the future episodes this week before the draft comes around. And then Darnell Washington. This is a guy that I've expressed a lot of care for uh, here on the show from, from our everydayers. We'll, we'll know mostly a receiving guy, a little bit of blocking ability. Certainly looks have the potential of all of those things that you're going to want in a future NFL tight end. So we get him here coming to Washington, at number 47. And then you come back and you get Tyreek Stevenson. Tyree Stevens and another one of those cornerbacks that we broke down last week, as far as college scheme to pro scheme and how that really fits. And I think for a number 99 overall pick Tyree Stevens and not a perfect carbon copy of what you want uh, scheme wise when it translates to the commanders, but probably the best you're going to get at number 99. Looking back at Keith's mock draft, number one eighteen, we get Chris Smith, the second a heavy, heavy Georgia presence in this mock draft. I don't know if that was on purpose or it's just because, I mean, they're a super talented team guys. Chris Smith, the second safety, coming into the team, coming into Washington via pick number 118. Uh, We get a linebacker at 150. Quarterback Jaron Hall is very interesting. He also has a very high S2 score uh, this season, number 193 overall. An interior offensive lineman at 215. Running back Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota at 216. Wide receiver Ronnie Bell out of Michigan at 233. And then we wrap it up 253, 255. We get an edge rusher and a safety there to wrap up keith's mock draft so first and foremost a lot of picks thanks to the to the uh to the trade there a lot of depth going on here jaron hall is is incredibly exciting because of his athletic traits and tools Uh, and again that s2 test score is is really worth anything then he's got some processing ability that could help out this team so let's give keith's mock draft here The like it, love it, and change it uh, treatment as well. And, Keith, I'm going to really like your addition of Tyreek Stevenson here, the cornerback uh, that you got for the Washington Commanders, at pick number 99. Again, when you look back at what he did in college, what the Washington Commanders are likely to ask him to do based on their trends over the last seasons with Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator, Tyreek Stevenson is a guy who looks like he could fit in. Not sure exactly where they replace him. Uh, Potentially could move Kendall Fuller inside like we've heard people talk about Benjamin St. Juice. I think he's staying outside. But some people think he might move back inside. Either way, you've got a good trio of corners there uh, to play in front of those safeties. And then moving on to the love it stage of things, you know I love Broderick Jones. No shade again, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, I just don't think the fit is there. But to me, Broderick Jones is, is a top 12, possibly top 10 type of guy. And If you get him at number 16 overall, then you run that card up to the podium. And then what would I change here? Keith, very solid class. And, you know, I like the selection of wide receiver at number 233, but I think I'm going to go with a different receiver. Instead of Ronnie Bell out of Michigan, I'm going to try- change this to Darius Davis out of TCU. He's a slot guy. He's got some good speed, uh, solid hands, but he's also got that return ability that I think this Washington Commanders special teams unit has been missing. Ironically enough, I just had this very conversation about Darius Davis with a member of the Washington Commanders staff. Uh, just just a few days ago, actually. A lot of excitement uh, around him and what he might be able to do for the National Football League. Maybe the Washington Commanders, maybe not. We'll see. But I think Darius Davis is a guy who has the potential to provide a lot of ability right off the bat as a rookie and also develop into a very solid slot option. So, Keith, very strong work there. I thank you for that submission. Uh, Again, thank all of our subtexters, Twitter guys, Gmails, everything. Uh, I appreciate all you guys. Can only get so much into each episode. But I do want to thank all of you for contributing and for thank you, and I thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view every single day for my is Again, our next episode is our live mailbag episode on Tuesday. They've been Wednesday, but we're moving them to Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So if you want to get your questions in, send them in via email at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or on Twitter at dharrison82. Or you can get them in, the, drop them in the YouTube comments, or you can text me anytime with questions, comments, show ideas, smoker recipes, whatever you got at 202-760-2644 via subtext. Signing off for today. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders, and more importantly, hanging out with you today and five days a week. Till we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.